0: Hi, my name is Alon Strohschein, founder of The Normal 40. I am so glad you are here. If you're here, it's not by accident. Dude, you're searching. And I get it because I've been there. In February 2022, after 14 years, I left my job as a public company executive. And I left without a resume. I left without a bunch of jobs lined up. And I left without being independently wealthy. But I went in search of something more. I went in search of finding out exactly who it is I was capable of being. And I've learned that my mission in life is to inspire a thousand dudes to go chase their same journey. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad you found this podcast because here we're going to keep it real. We're going to keep it raw. And there are going to be thousands of dudes just like you who can't wait to hear what we talk about next, dude. Thanks for being here. I can't wait to see you along the normal 40 highway.
1: we are normal 40 the podcast my name is adam eaton i will be your co-pilot today as always i'm joined by the lead pilot the founder of normal 40 and a dude you need to know mr lon strashine and before i get to lon i want to do a quick shameless plug here these videos that we shoot so you may be listening to audio but there's a video component of this as well you can find it at normal 40.com and uh, I'm going to encourage all of you, as much as I want you to listen to the audio version, just give the the video version maybe a quick couple minutes of your time. I will try to describe the scene behind Lon, but I'm not sure I'll do it justice. It appears to be the most idyllic uh, setting of all time. I see beach. I see sand. I see palm trees. Uh, I see water. I see a, a great blue sky. Uh, I'm going to try to stay focused on this episode, but Lon, you appear to be and a little slice of paradise, my friend.
0: Yeah, man, it uh, it absolutely is. I'm I'm actually reaching out to you um, from Hawaii. So what people don't know is is Adam, maybe you do by now. Ab and I don't rehearse this. It's like, hey, we've got we know that we've got a cadence of every other every other week. We've got a commitment to delivering a podcast, and Monday, when hopefully this finds you, that's only about 24 hours away from that for us. So I'm in Hawaii, I'm gonna be making my trek back. So our options were skip it this week or cut it from Hawaii. And we decided, Adam got done playing flag football. I just got back uh, from, a, from a early morning breakfast. It's quite early here now. And uh, and I grabbed my iPad and I'm sitting in a in a random place where people are checking out, wondering what the heck I'm doing. Cause the other thing you can't see is I've got a lounge chair with a folding chair with three, three, uh, um, Cushion stacked on it so that it holds my iPad. So, man, it's it's quite a show here.
1: Well, that's that's because the normal forty does not stop Lon, Because a lot of people have bought in and want to know more about what it is that normal forty is. And the response in the first um, you know first six seven episodes have been tr- uh, tremendous. And so we want to continue to provide something for you all uh, to, to give you some insight as to what Lon's working on and some some things you need to understand as you think about. Normal 40, Making the Trade, all those things we talked about in previous episodes, which, by the way, if you haven't listened to those, go ahead and head back. They're available wherever you listen to your downloadable content, uh, and they are definitely worth your time. But we also thought it was important today to, to get on this show because one of the great things I love about being part of this Normal 40 community that's here is we get a lot of folks who reach out to us via DM, via email. And they have questions. They want to talk about things. They have ideas. They have things they're wrestling with. And so whether you all out there know it or not, a lot of times you program this show, what you're talking about, what you're asking about, what you're curious about. That's what gets Lon and I thinking a little bit more about what it is that we can provide and and conversations we can have. And Lon, as he mentioned, he hit me up earlier and said, man, I'm getting a lot of emails on this one topic. It seems like all of a sudden of late, there's this one theme that I want to touch on. And so we felt that it was really important. People are asking for it. We should talk about it, Lon. And that is simply put, the financials. We talk about normal 40. You talk about making a, a trade, inspiring people to live the second half of their life. There's a big decision that comes with that because some folks are grounded in a reality of a uh, t- every two week paycheck of a W-2, of a consistent income stream of whatever it is they look like. And looking over the fence at the other side seems pretty darn scary when you're thinking about that, right? And a lot of people, Lon, ask you this question. So I'll start off with with this, right? Lon, how do I know when I have enough financially to make the move? What's the figure? What's the dollar amount I should have? So what do I need in my bank account? What do I need in my savings? What do I need in my investments that you would say, you know what? It's time to make the change, dude.
0: Yeah, Uh that's part of everyone's journey. Every, every single person I think I've talked to over the course of the last 10 months, and, it, and it's been hundreds by now, uh, hundreds of individuals and, and thousands of hours of conversation. And at some point in that conversation, this question comes up every time. It's in your mind right now. If, you're, if this is podcast 10 and you've listened to the other nine, at some point you've said, well, okay, great, Lon. You are able to do it for X, Y, and Z reasons, but I don't have enough or you have enough and I don't, or you were blessed enough to have this much and I don't. It always comes back to, it was easier for someone else than it is for me. And that's kind of rule one. Anybody who's made the change, anybody who's exited, made a change, made a hard shift, made the trade, anybody who's done it, you assume that it was easier for them than it is for you. And the simple fact of the matter is, it was easier for them than it is for you. For one reason because it wasn't you um and uh but from their shoes if you'd have made the trade and they wouldn't have they'd have looked at you and came up with the same 50 reasons of why it was easier for you to make the trade and they couldn't but it all comes back it all starts at this place of how do i know i've got enough if i'm going to make the trade how do i know i have enough and now i'm talking financials i'm talking dollars and cents i'm talking all the things that you've clawed and scratched and built to this point in your life to have to someday use at retirement and I talked about in previous episodes the, the spreadsheet. And I'm telling you, I, I'd be shocked if at least 90% of the people who listen to this podcast don't have in some form or fashion, not even on their home hard drive, it's on their work computer. They've got a spreadsheet that says, okay, if here's my age, here's my current net worth, if I save X amount of dollars for X number of years, and I make in my I return this much. As a percentage of, of return on my investments, I will have this much by age 55, whatever number you pick, and I can retire. You know, you've done the math. You know what your enough number is. Here's the interesting thing though go back 10 years, go back five years and look at that same spreadsheet. My guess is five years ago, let's assume you were, you're 45 today. My guess is when you're 40, you had this spreadsheet, you finally, you're building some, you're accumulating some wealth, and you've looked at that at age 40, five years ago. And he said, boy, if I can get to this number by age 45, I, I'll have a whole new set of uh, options to consider for lifestyle. Well, now you're there. You have probably met or exceeded the number. And now you're saying, well, yeah, but if I'm, if, if I'm 50, if I, if I do it another five years, and then I get to this number, I'll have, I'll have a whole bunch more options. And the fact of the matter is, those, both of those are exactly right. You, those are options. Those are things for you. Um, but my whole point is, A spreadsheet is great at telling you exactly where you are, and it's okay at telling you where you're going. It's horrible at actually defining for you when you have enough. It can't do it. A spreadsheet can't do that for you.
1: Yeah, well, it sounds like what you're describing a little bit is a phenomenon I hear uh, from time to time is moving the goalposts right? Like the goalpost was X, but then a few years come by and, you know, ah, I forgot we got to get Janie Lynn a car for her birthday. And uh, you know, you, you have other puts and takes that come as part of your life, right? How many people do you see kind of move the goalpost to your point where they said, Hey, I need this number. But then after a while they go, you know what? Actually, I really need, need, need this number instead. So two, two-parter for you. One, how often do you see that move of the goalpost? And when you see that, what does that mean to you? What do you, what do you think about, or what does what that kind of trigger in you when you think about the individual who's kind of always got that goalpost moving a little bit further out every time you talk about financials?
0: Oh, man, it is normal. I mean, it is, it is the thing that happens. Um, and and I don't uh, – it happened to me. I mean, I, I moved my own goalpost. I, and then I would get to the end of every year, and it would be like, well, and instead of talking in five-year chunks, they'd be one-year chunks, one more set of options one more bonus. Hey, we're tracking for bonus next year. We've got natural tailwind. Why would I leave now? I'll just grind out another year. And when that year comes, guess what happens the very next year? One more year, one more year. And it's normal. It's normal. So it's not, I'm not here to criticize it. Um, and, and it, it's completely normal. And by the way, the right thing for you to do might be to stick around one more year. It might be, um, you know, for me, take me, for example, if I'd have left a year before I did, it would have been, it would have Financially, it would have been um, uh, less advantageous for me. It worked out better that I stuck around for another year. We went through a transaction and then things transpired. And it, and, it, and it gave me this opportunity that I wouldn't have had a year or two or three earlier. So I, I, I don't want to say that, you know, wherever you're at in your journey, today's your day to jump off. No, I'm just saying that spreadsheet, that spreadsheet is equal parts situational awareness and equal parts one more, one more, one more. So just know where you're at in that. And at some point you need to make a clean break and say, okay, this really is enough. This really is enough. Let's be realistic. This really is enough. It's enough for me now at this point or next month or next quarter or next year. But in the near term future, I have enough. We have enough. Even if everything goes horrible, we have enough to live one, two, three, five, ten 10 years. And if it's not working that amount of time, We'll go back and get a job, we'll, we'll figure it out. But at some point you need, to, you need to just embrace the fact that if you don't hop off the treadmill one more, you never get your one try. So just, just uh, know that, that a spreadsheet's powerful, but it has its limitations.
1: That just, as I hear you say that, Lon, that just seems so hard to do, right? Because a lot of people are type A personalities, right? They're wired a certain way. And what you just described is there's an ambiguous nature about this, right? A lot of people want to be like, Lon, tell me how much money I need and I'll get to that number and then I'll make the trade. Then I'll make the jump, right? Just tell me how, how much did you have? How much do I need? How much did this other, uh, other person have? How often do you feel like in this process, people struggle with that ambiguity, with the, the ability to know that, hey, it's going to be different for everybody. You, you know, you may not know today, you'll know tomorrow. Uh, and what I did may not be what you did. It feels like that ambiguity is such a hard mountain to over, overcome for people, particularly when you've been in a professional setting for a number of years. You've been making a lot of decisions, right? You've had everything you need at your fingertips. You know, you're type A wired. You know what to do. This happens, you do X. This happens, you do X you know if you're really good at execution that's just part of your dna and all of a sudden you're saying hey you'll just kind of know when you know i feel like that's a really uncomfortable position for a lot of people to be in
0: there's um there's no one number i mean it and it sounds it's so obvious to say it but everyone is where everyone's what everyone's enough is what, when do I have enough to take, make the bet? When do I have enough to make the trade? Everybody's number is different. For some people, it literally is going to be tens or hundreds of millions. For other people, it's tens or hundreds of thousands. And it's all a function of of the trade. What are you willing to trade? And, and, and in that trade is some lifestyle change. So um, it is it is. You and I have talked before, you know, I, I sometimes gets pegged as the guy who convinces people to leave their, their job. No, that is, that's not who I want to be. All I want to do is show up for people to inspire them that if they've got something more in them to go get it. If that's more at the job you've got, awesome. If it's more in another company that's a competitor of yours, but you just want to give it a whirl because that's the only way you're going to get the next level up. Go for it. Let's figure it out. If it's quitting and taking a bet on yourself, which is what I talk most about, no doubt. Then go do it. My thing is, I want to be your insurance policy. Normal forties here. The way I, normal forties, is an insurance policy, man. I'm showing up here on this podcast with you, Adam, as an insurance policy. That so, if somebody's listening to me, they think to themselves, you know, this guy's right. I don't want to get to be fifty-two or fifty-seven or sixty-one and look back when I was forty-seven or forty-six or forty-one. And say, son of a bitch! I knew that was my time. I knew I should have tried it, and I didn't. It's an insurance policy against never trying. And and that number is unique to every single person. You know, I did M for for a whole number of, uh, a number of years. And we, every M&A deal has a model associated with it, sometimes legally because uh, the federal government requires that you have one for, for public companies. And, and it's good business. You should always have a model associated with your decision matrix for go, no-go on a deal. But I can tell you, as the M&A guy responsible for that financial model, both, both for the company and for the seller, you know, that's what we negotiated. That's sure. how we, we created value with the seller. It, it, it was really easy for me to take the same set of numbers and just tweak a few assumptions. And I can make the valuation look radically different depending on who my audience was. And if I wanted to drive down valuation, I could, I could say, hey, this is a riskier deal than, than what you're portraying, the value's lower because we gotta, we gotta cover that risk. Or the other way, if I wanted to dial up the, the value, I could say, hey, this isn't that risky of a deal and the value goes up. My whole point is even a financial model that deals, M&A deals are made on every day have their place. But it can't be the only thing that is your go, no-go tool that you go to. you got to know if you want it. If you just want it, then you'll figure the financials out. You'll, it, you'll be em, emboldened and, and empowered to go, to go chase harder. But knowing that that enough document is just one piece of the puzzle.
1: Let me submit a hypothesis to you. You tell me you think this is possible, right? So people who are struggling with the, is it enough? And I don't know if it's enough. I'm not sure it's enough. And they have some of those internal conversations, those internal battles. If I submit to you my my hypothesis, that that means that there's something else wrong along the way, that they're just not ready yet. And the financials kind of become a little bit of a crutch, for lack of a better word, as to why they don't want to make that decision. Do you often see people sort of refer back to that and go, well, I you know, I don't have... X number in the bank account, so I can't do this. Is that indicative of maybe along the way, some of the other things we talk about and making the trade and kind of figuring out who you are, that there's something systematically before the financials that you have to continue to kind of think about and, and maybe buy into and believe into for yourself?
0: Absolutely. So yeah, I think um, dreaming, you know, we talk about the the essential elements of how you get to the point where you're ready to make the trade. And one of them is having a dream for, for what, the next 40 years of your life are going to look like. And it's all about being realistic about how you want to spend the next three to five to 10 years of your life to have the opportunity to live it. Um, And in that you can't help, but get away from the financials. I mean, you'd be crazy just to um, just throw caution into the wind and, and never consider them. Um, So yeah, I think, I think absolutely that, uh, that uh, uh, the financials are the thing. We all start with, and we always think, we always, and I can say this for me, we always think a little bit more is once we have one more, as I say, one more, one more, one more, one more, once we have one more, um, you know, it'll get easier and it won't. That one more, that one more actually is another reinforcement on the wall. It's another part of the challenge that it actually is to get, to separate yourself. And, And so I go back to my point. I'm not here to tell people to give it up just walk away. It's, it's, it's good enough. I'm here to tell you, have a plan. No, no, have a, have a plan so that when your time is right, when it finally hits you that gal dang it, this is my time. This is my year. This is my chance. This is my dream. You're not starting from scratch. You've already done some of the work in the background and your enough document is just a tool that you'll use to say, yeah, I am. I am ready.
1: Well, let me let me take it this route. So I'll I'll talk about myself personally for a second here, right? So w- what you're describing is being planful, right? Having having some some plans in place, really taking a look at where you are, right? And let's say there's a number that you're saying to yourself, or there's a timeline. This is this is where I'm at, right? I would feel, and this is just me talking out loud. I would feel, and I do feel in some respects, a sense of will others around me think I'm being irresponsible? So I'm getting to a number in my head, right? And I'm saying this is my number. I'm getting close there. My wife says, hey, the dishwasher's really been acting up. I think we really need to upgrade the dishwasher. And my daughter comes home and says, hey, you know what, Dad? A bunch of my friends get cars at 16. I'd really like to have a car at 16. I'm going to look at my number and go, wait a minute. Do I I have all that accounted for? And am I now being irresponsible? Are people that I love, are people that I cherish, people that I am here working hard for so I can take care of them, are they going to now look at me like I'm irresponsible? I think in some respects – the numbers great and the numbers are are the are the important part in some respect but the decisions behind it and what others think about you are, are so much more important how do you how do you kind of reconcile you know wrestling with that irresponsibility i'm not doing the right thing i'm not holding up my end of the bargain i'm i'm not being there for my family because i feel like no matter what your number is there's still always going to be a twinge of that if if you allow it to happen or if it does happen
0: Absolutely. You know, we, we talked about that in the episode of the guilt. And, uh, and that's part of the, one of the things you, you leave, you know, when, when you um, let's talk, we'll talk about me. When I left as a public company executive to just go do whatever the hell I'm doing, <laughs> you know, at that time in February, uh, I didn't have a plan. I didn't have a, I, I still don't have a resume. I didn't have one then. I don't have one now. I was just going to go show up curious and I was going to figure out the best bet I can make on myself. And that's led me exactly to, to where you and I are here, Adam. And I remember leaving and I remember on my last day, my, my executive team uh, some, most all of which were still there when I left. Um, I remember wondering, you know, what do they think of me? You know, I, I have this opportunity to stay. I got this wonderful offer. They all knew I had an offer. Um, and, uh, and I decided that this was my time to go. And, what, and, I, and of course I thought about what were they thinking of me? What do they think of that decision? And and even the people who used to work for me and did work for me, I wonder, you know, what, what were they thinking of me when I when I left? And, of course, you go through all of it. You, you always start at worst case scenario. You think, okay, well, they think I flamed out. They think I didn't have an offer. They think I didn't even get asked to join the party. Uh, they think I flamed out. They think, you know, whatever. They uh, All of the negatives of of what we assume they're thinking of us, all about our image, all about what we think they think of us, image. All those things were there. And I tell you... It lasted about a week and then I just didn't care. I didn't care what people were thinking. But then about two months later, about two months in, a lot of those people that I'm talking about, the people I wondered what were they thinking, reached out to me and they said, Hey, I'm thinking about doing the same thing. How did they asked me all the questions you and I are talking about? I, you know, you and I had this a similar account plan, you know, how did you know you had enough? You know, what how did you work through not having this set of options? Or how did you not? And what I realized is, look, I just channeled the courage to go do it. And they were looking for somebody to show them it's going to be okay when you do it. And what happened in time is the people who I were, I thought might be negatively judging me for being irresponsible, reckless, short sighted, not focused on my family. I got a daughter who, who was a senior in high school when I left. She's a freshman in college. Now I've got college. I got a son who's going to be in college next year. So it's not like I'm at the end of my expense runway here, and I'm not independently wealthy. I would bet there's a whole bunch of people listening to this podcast, and I sure as heck bet the people who sent these questions in are far better off financially money in the bank than I am. But I had enough. I had enough, and I was willing to make the trade. And I was, it was my time to bet on me, and, uh, and I left to figure it out. So I want to I say one more thing. I want to say one more thing that's so important. And and nobody will believe me unless they've already done it. But one of the things that just totally blows my mind, so keep in mind, I spent five years, uh, six years working for a bank uh, in a private client, private wealth group. And then I spent 14 years as a public company executive. And in that time, I'm a finance guy. I'm a numbers guy. I ran businesses on numbers. I mean, you name it. And most of the people listening are numbers people. In every day, certainly multiple times a week, if not every day, I was checking my portfolio my stock portfolio. And I was looking at what's up, what's down. I wasn't a day trader, but man, I like to track that. And I like to be active in the market. And I like to know, you know, if one's down, I should be buying. My whole point is I was in it. And I I watched my net worth over time. I watched the number, I had the chalk line. I did it. And since leaving 11 months ago, I've probably checked that same spreadsheet and that same Ameritrade account 15 times. And I used to do it 20 times a month, and I've probably done it 15 times in the last 11 months because it matters less. It matters less. Um, and I've got enough. I've got enough. I'm betting on myself. And while, yep, I'm drawn out of savings, I'm gonna I'm going to be a net consumer of my savings for the first time in my life in this past year. I might be a net consumer of my savings in 2023. And you know what? I'm all right with it. I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be absolutely fine. And my number, I look at what I have and how I want to deploy it so differently than how I used to. I used to think claw, scratch, save, accumulate, accumulate, accumulate. And when I get old enough, I'll start drawing down. No, man, that's just not how I think anymore. And it's not irresponsible to take a trip with my wife to Hawaii. It's not irresponsible to to take the trips with my kids. It's not irresponsible to, to, to spend some of the money that I thought I'd be using in 20 years to make memories while I still have my youth and my run. And I can go, to, I can go running on that beach rather than just sitting on it. Man, I just changed how I viewed what my, what my worth was. And I started to say, it's all right, damn it. It is all right. And in fact, shame on me if I die with all this money in the bank and I didn't come to Hawaii. I didn't take my kids out. I didn't let my kids have the art stuff that, that uh, you know, might build their future. We didn't take the trips. We didn't take the guitar lessons. We didn't do this stuff. Shame on me. I'm not going to have that regret anymore. And it's a super important part of the trade. And you won't believe it if you're listening to me and you're one of these people who certainly weekly, if not a couple times a week, you're in your Ameritrade account. And, and you know, you're just keeping an eye on things. It's not to say you're day trading, but you're watching it to say that you'll check it 10% as much as you used to. You won't believe it until you make the trade. It is awesome. And by the way, when I do check it, it's fine. Absolutely fine. And I've been drawn off of it for a year.
1: Let me just follow up on one thing really quickly. Um, judging on the view I see behind you, it is never irresponsible to go to Hawaii because it looks, uh, it looks beautiful as I'm looking at uh, what you're looking at there, Lon. But I want to go back to something you said earlier. You mentioned, you know, you, you make the move, you try it out. You said if it doesn't work out, maybe you go back and get another job, right? Or you, you get a new job or you go back to the workforce. For some people... Would, would they look at that as failure? Well, I failed. I tried. I thought I had my number. I I, I, I thought I had my financials. I, two months, three months went by. I realized I didn't. I went back to work. I failed. I can't do it. That's it. Hands up in the air. I'm stuck here forever. I, I imagine a lot of people would look at that option and say, "That's I, I can't go back. I'm not going back. Um, h- how do you sort of deal with that if, if you're in that spot where you're like, hey, I tried to do this. It's not going to work. I got I to go back. Is that failure? Should you give up? Should you just pack it in? What, what happens next if that's you?
0: Oh, man. <laughs> Great question, dude. So, look, here's the thing. We all think, let's, let's just run this out. Let's just run, this, and let's do it on me. Let's do it on me. Okay, so I left my company. I created Normal 40. I created Normal 40, um, and it's, it's inspiring dudes to take a chance on themselves, to not have regrets when they get to be 5 and 10 years old. But that's it. That is the essential theme of Normal 40 is don't wish you to tried. Okay? That's it. That's the central theme. And, uh, and so if I get it and I'm, I'm whatever, I'm 10 months in, if I say another year out and I'm like, man, this just isn't going to work. I I thought, I thought I could build this community. I thought I could be helpful. I thought I could inspire change. And I thought I could figure out how to make money out of it. I thought I could, I thought I could provide a living, um, revenue stream for my family. And if I find out at the end of 2024 that I can't, and I've got to go back to work, here's how I look at that. I'm not going to go back as the person as the same person who left his job in 2022. I'm not going back as the M&A guy for a public company. I'm not going back as the guy who grew through the company uh, and with an executive team and quit to go try something. I'm going back as the dude who took a chance on himself. I'm going back as a guy who's got so much more contacts and context and relationships and, um, so much more courage. I've got so much more courage to do stuff now after a year out than I had when I was in. I would go back as such a better executive. I would go back as such a different leader if I have to. I'm not going back from the place I left. I'm going back from the person I've become. And that is, if, if you think, okay, if, if this is your way of thinking, I don't quite have enough, I leave, I fail, I go back, people laugh man, you're not ready. You're not ready. You're not listening. If you, I guarantee you, if you leave for even a month and you take a chance on yourself, and I don't care if you're selling hot dogs on the beach or you're buying a car dealership or you're opening up, whatever, whatever your dream is, if you go try it for a month or a year or two, you're going to be a totally transformed person with different skills, different cares, different, perspectives. And it's going to make you better at whatever you do next. So your opportunities that you'll have when it's time to go back, if that's what happens, will look totally different. You'll be entering it from a brand new place.
1: The counter I'd have to you on that. And I agree with everything you said, by the way, is I'm looking at the calendar on my computer and I see that it's 2023 and people in the year 2023 treat people a lot differently you're gonna get the "I told you so"s, right? You're gonna get the the guy at work who thought you were crazy that when you said you were leaving and you walk back in the door two months later, go, "I ah, couldn't cut it, could you?" You're gonna get the "I told you so"s. You're gonna get the the side glances. You're, you're gonna get that. I mean, that's just a reality, right? Like we're in 2023. People don't give enough grace to others, in my opinion, just as a general societal rule. You're gonna get the guy who you know, elbows you in the ribs and go, "I ah, didn't couldn't cut it, could you, buddy?" Right? That's just that's just coming as part of this deal, no.
0: Yeah. Yeah, probably. But let me just say a couple of things. I think the chances of that are so low and here's why there's there's one way it happens in two months and it's happening right now in this moment to somebody who's going to listen to this podcast and he's going to know I'm talking about him. Um, He did it. He made the trade. He's in his mid fifties. Did not have to leave. He was a lifer in his company, senior executive. And it was easy for him. He could have continued. He could have run out the last six, seven years, but he had something in his gut. He's like, I got to take everything I learned here. And I wanna go put it to work where they don't know how to do it the way I know how to do it. And I wanna put my DNA all over something else that uh, I wanna take all my education from this place and I wanna put it to work here and he did it. And he did it and he's doing great. Here's what happened to him. His old company called back and said, dude, we want you back. We need you back. We, we, uh, we've got an opportunity that's a bigger opportunity, different job, different segment of the company. And we need you back here. And he's wrestling right now. He didn't, he, he didn't allow them to counter when he left. That wasn't his thing. This wasn't a negotiation tactic for him. No, not at all. He was following his, his dream. But now, he a different, now he's got a different problem. He doesn't know what he's going to do. He doesn't know if he's going to go back. And if he goes back in two months, people are going to look at him and go, geez, wow, that dude, that, that dude must really be valuable because the senior leadership around him needed him and they brought him back to do this project. So that's, that's one. If you do come back, you won't do it in two months, man. Nobody does it in two months, unless your employer puts an offer in front of you you can't refuse. Maybe a year, you, you give it a, a shot for a year. Um, but there again, even after a year, you go back as a changed person. And I maintain one more thing. Here's the trade. Could it happen that you go back, and you gotta eat your hat? Yeah, yep, it could. Uh, And anybody who tells you it's not possible is wrong. It could happen. But I wonder what you'd, what you'd feel worse about. That's what I, you know, would you regret it if you don't? That question has been the central question of my whole life. Would you regret it if you don't? Well, if you go for a year, it doesn't work and you go back and you take some, you know, some of the, I told you so's from your friends, but you get five, six, seven years older and that person is now saying, "God dang it! I wish I'd have tried it when I was 53. I wish I'd have done X, Y, and Z." At least you know you got you can look back and say, "Yeah, I know. I tried it. It didn't work, but I didn't. I don't have to wonder. I don't have to wonder if I should have tried it. I did try it, and uh, and and I'm thrilled that I did."
1: How much easier is it, Lon? And, and you you talk about the financials, right? How much easier is it to make that call, make that decision? When you know what you're going to versus when it's the unknown, right? You talked about the individual that you're kind of referencing. It sounds like he had an opportunity. He was going to, he knew where his, where his journey was. He knew what that next phase was. What about the person who's out there right now who says, you know what, where I'm at right now, it's just not me. It's not me. It's not meant to be. I have, I have more. I haven't discovered my more yet. Do you find it's easier for people to make that call when they have that thing they're going to go to? And the financials seem to be a little bit easier to massage as you kind of put it earlier versus the guy who's like, you know what, man, this job I got right now, this ain't for me. I need more, but I don't know what more is.
0: Yeah. Um, you're, you're nailing it. It's, orders of magnitude easier. It's, it's actually kind of probably what everybody's done to this point. I mean, I had, I didn't just start my spreadsheet when I thought, uh, yeah, maybe I'm going to go try something else. I was doing it for years. I probably have 15 years. It's kind of awesome to look back and say, oh, okay, well, here's, here's what's happened. Here's my net growth, uh, my, from an income and, and savings. It's, it's a cool little, it's a cool little thing to look back on, but that's, but that's when money mattered more. You know, I think, mm. I think that the people who are here listening to this Um, they're not listening to this because they want to figure out what's the next best financial investment. They're not, look, we're 32 minutes into this podcast. No, but there's not one person, not one person of the thousands of people that'll listen to this. That'll say, boy, I hope he gives some investment advice on which, (laughs) which commodity I should be putting my money. No, man. It's, you're listening to this because you're thinking maybe time is more important than the next bonus. Maybe these kids that you hear in the background with their dad and their mom Maybe that's what I want to, maybe that's what I should be caring about just a little bit more. You're here because you care less about what your financial projections look like and more about what your time allocations need to look like. And that is the trade. That's what we talk about. That's what you wrestle with, man. And it's hard. It's hard. And it happens. I want to say one more thing. It's really important because I feel like, um, because I did, here's what I did. I, it looks like, here's what it looks like I did. I had some success, um, made some good decisions, my company sold, I got paid and I left. And, and it all happened on a whim. And I wanna be very clear that that is not how it happened. It is not how it happened. In 2020, actually 2019, I started planning Normal 40. It looked totally different. It didn't look like this, but that I named it Normal 40. I came up with the name Normal 40. I started writing about what I was feeling in 2019. I left in 2023. So there was a three years of me, right right where you are, listener, if you're listening to me, I've sat in that chair. I know exactly where you're at. I know exactly what you're feeling. It's why I can resonate with you. It's why I can put my thoughts into your words and your thoughts into my words. It's how this works. My whole point is I don't want anybody to think, okay, I need to quit tomorrow. That isn't what normal 40 is. Normal 40 is about the plan it's about the process it's about knowing and getting clarity on what you want to do next and then starting towards that i don't i don't there won't be one person that listens to this and decides they should quit nor should they but i hope hundreds of people listen to this and say god dang it i got to reach out to this guy i'm ready to start planning i'm ready to start my one year plan to figure out what the next 40 years of my life could look like and uh, and that is super important it won't happen overnight it shouldn't happen overnight you have time but when you're feeling you want to trade your financial wherewithal for freedom of time to come places here yep you're going to take some money out of savings to do it you think i'll regret this you think i will regret this anyone no man i i can go to zero tomorrow i'll be fine and i will not regret this week on this island
1: how hard is it, Lon? I assume a lot of people think that you have a, a blueprint. I'm just going to do what Lon did. I'm going to, I'm going to do this this move. I'll do this financial thing. How hard is it for you to kind of in, instill in everybody that these are individual decisions based on where you're at right now, along your journey? Because again, a lot of people in business, and and you talked about M and A. We, we talk a lot about repeatable models, right? The repeatable model. Do that again. It worked the last time. Let's do it again. How many? How hard is it for you when people just assume that? well, tell me what month you did this and tell me what month you left Like, and tell me what month you did this. It's, it's kind of like, you know, one of those, you know, online or at home exercise programs where you pop the disc in and you do something for 90 days and at the end of 90 days, you know, you look like the rock, right? How many people assume that that's kind of what normal 40 could be for them?
0: Yeah, man, I see your eight minute abs video in the, in the yeah, back see that? There, Yeah, you know? yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I need nine, I need nine so, minute abs right now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, yeah, I tell everyone, Uh, that look, it's, I don't have your answers. You know, you you and I have even talked about that, Adam. I don't have your answers, Um, but I have your questions. I know what questions you should be considering and how you answer them. I don't care what your answers are. I don't, I don't, I don't care. If you hear my voice and you and I have talked, or if you hear my voice and you schedule a call, I don't care what your answers are. I don't care what you want for the rest of your life. I just care that you show up for it. And my job, to how I view normal 40s role in this, is to have the questions that pull that out of you in a way that helps it make sense to you. And, uh, and that's the best I can do. I know I'm improving when I feel my questions are getting better. When I feel my questions are getting people to really wrestle at a whole new level a whole new place that they spend time dwelling on things that they just have never stopped to think about. Um, if you go to my website right now, I've got, I've got free download 14 questions that changed my life. And these are 14. I want, I call it the 14. There's, I narrowed that down from 50, but these were the the 14 most, most impactful. Go download them, go read them. But having the right question will help you figure out your path and it will only be yours. Your path to exactly where you are has only been yours. And the path to wherever you're going will only be yours. My job is to make sure that you're thinking about the right questions before you even know you need to think about them and helping you frame up. And that's where clarity comes from at not the answers. I don't have your answers. I have your questions. And that's what we spend time talking about.
1: Well, speaking of frame up, help me frame up the order of events here. So, imagine somebody's in their car right now listening to this. They've been dabbling on your LinkedIn, they checked out your your web page, they've heard a few episodes of the podcast before. They're really starting to get the the wheels turning in their head about what next looks like and what that second half looks like. And they haven't done the spreadsheet exercise. They don't quite yet know what that looks like in their head. Maybe they have it, but it's not written down on paper. It's not real to them yet. They also have no stinking clue what next is for them. How do you best order those events? Do you recommend somebody go and put your spreadsheet together, put it away for six months and go answer those questions, find yourself? Do you recommend you find that first, then get the financials in order? Or should that be happening concurrently as you're thinking about understanding what that next event looks like for you?
0: So look, I uh, I think the best place to start is to acknowledge that there's something brewing in you. And until you give yourself permission to think that maybe there's more, maybe there's more. Maybe maybe, the, maybe this isn't a problem. Maybe this isn't just anxiety. Maybe this isn't depression. Maybe the reason I can't be happy is because I'm not living who it is I want to live as. Um, I, you know, most people are here they, they like who they've become. They, like, they used to like who they were becoming. But now they're wrestling with, is there something more? Should I, should I All these, all these talents and gifts that I have, should I be, is this the best way for me to deploy them? Is this it? Is what I'm doing, is this everything I'm going to give to this universe? And instead of walking away from that feeling like you did yesterday or the day before, or the week before or the month before. And so walking away from that and just grinding through another day and another week, give yourself permission to explore it. You have to you have to acknowledge it and you have to give yourself permission to feel the way you're feeling and to think maybe just maybe your future isn't where your feet are. Man, if you can't get there, if you can't, if you don't hear that and get excited, hey, shit. I really might be able to do exactly what it is. I'm here to do, but I don't know what that is. That's fine. Not knowing what it is, is okay. Knowing what it is not is where I'm at. If you, once you know where your feet are, isn't where your future is going to be or should be, or want it to be, you've started. So you have to give yourself permission to to deal with that and go with that. So that is absolutely step one uh, in the process. And, uh, and with that, man, you're going to, you're going to allow yourself to see the universe totally different. So that's one. Give yourself the permission. Two. Give yourself the space. Okay. What do I mean by that? When you've given yourself permission to think, maybe my dreams are different. Maybe my dreams are bigger. You have to do. This is when you have to do some work. Okay. This is when you have to do some work. Um, and it's it should be fun. This is where I don't know if I don't know if you meditate or not people. I don't know if you do, Adam, or not. I do. And I didn't two years ago. Shit, no, are you kidding me? Meditate. Who, who does that? That's crazy talking. I do now because I realized in the process, um, that's, where, that's where I found the calm to start to dream. And, and you forget how to dream in the grind. The grind brings the dream out of us. And over five and 10 and 15 years, you really forget what it was like when you were 25. And you didn't see any roadblocks, man. When you're 25, you can me? there's no roadblocks. There was just all this different opportunity. There was, and how high could you go? How fast could you get there? Uh, how were people gonna know you? What was your reputation gonna be when you're 35? You know, 25 to 35, that decade. It's so magical because you, it was so, we gave ourselves permission to dream and chase. And then we grind that out of us because of image and all these things that we've got to hold on to. we've, we've manufactured them. Now we got to cling onto them and hold onto them and make sure they look as good as we want them to look, blah, blah, blah. But when you've given yourself permission to dream and then you actually make the time to start dreaming and capturing it and uh, wrestling with the questions, like I said, go, in, go download these 14 questions. They're a great starting point. They're not gonna give you all, they're not gonna give you your second half story but they'll get you out of the funk. They'll get you over the first gate and give yourself time to dream. The third thing you can do is book a call with me, man. I don't charge for the first one. And I can't tell you how many people have emailed me later and made life-changing decisions based on one 30 minute conversation. And keep in mind, my mission is to inspire the change in a thousand dudes. And I count every one of those as a victory, whether I got paid or not, that's not my thing, man. Uh, that's not what I'm going for. I'm I'm here for those thousand lives, and that's fulfilling to me.
1: So it sounds like if I can sum up a little bit what you're talking about. So a. There is no magic number. There's no magic financial number that says when you hit this dollar value, get out whatever you're doing. Now you've made it right. It seems like what you're telling people is that that's a decision you have to make um, your own um, sort of understanding of. Right. You talk about negotiation. You talk about having sheets say whatever it is that you want them to say. Only you out there know when that number is the right number. But I think the second thing what you're saying is let's say you come up with a number in your head and all of a sudden you look down the spreadsheet one day and you're like, wow, I've got that number. That doesn't mean quit. That doesn't mean jump off the cliff and go find something, right? So, to Lon's point, what that means is you now have more flexibility to continue to explore who it is that you want to be. But that doesn't mean you have to go at that point in time, right? I think, I think a lot of people, because it's it's money, Lon, it's 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 the currency that we have to sort of deal with, right? I think when people look at money, they say, okay, that's the end all be all. That's the last decision I have to make. I can't do something to the money's right. And I think what, if I'm hearing you correctly and feel free to, to paraphrase that as you want on this one, what you're saying is the money is a small element, right? The money certainly is a factor, but the money shouldn't be the reason why you all of a sudden jump off the cliff one day or why you don't the next day, right? It should be part of the entire process. But if you're not at a space where you're ready, that column could have more commas and more zeros than you've ever seen in your life. And that still doesn't mean that you're you've got to the space where you're ready to tackle that second half story um, and, and be the person that you think you want to be. Yeah,
0: so the, I'm, I'm starting to show up and uh, you know, I show up on LinkedIn and I get pretty punchy and my punches lately have been just start, man. Fucking just start. If you know, if you know, look, if you've got all the fields um, and I'm, I'm looking, I've got it, my spreadsheet here I'm, and I've created this diagram that, um, I just came up with two weeks ago, and it's it's totally put into put into a process to, to use your term earlier. What people are going through, and it and if you feel like you're an autopilot, frustrated, controlled, unhappy, lost, guilty, bored, annoyed, caged, alone, disconnected, feel like your clock is ticking, angry, stale, lost, stuck, lifeless. Those are the words that dudes use to say, "This is what I feel, man." These, this, is, how can I feel this way when I got this? I've got a big office. I got a great paycheck. I've got my, I've, I've got a good marriage. My kids are healthy. Why do I feel this way? You know, you have to acknowledge that and know that it's okay to feel that way. It's normal. It just means you've got more to give somewhere, and now you have to figure out where. And that is the that is the thing. That stops so many people. They don't know what to do about it. Yeah, it's easy for me to say, you know, I asked the question in every conversation, warning if we have a call scheduled, what do you want? And, it, you know, the answer is always the same. I have no idea. That's why I'm talking to you. I'm like, yeah, it's cool. I didn't know either. I didn't know when I left what I wanted. I knew what I didn't want. I knew my future wasn't in that company and it's a great company. I just, my future wasn't there. So I addressed it. And the only way I knew how, and that was to go figure it out and leave. So, Um, going all the way back, um, when you feel that way, yep, financials are all part of it, but you're at this point where you're willing to trade financial growth and that's what you're saying. So you're trading time for the chance to grow financially. So at some point you've got enough. The problem with the word enough is there's always more, right? More, 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 more. And if, and if, if you're always competing against more, if that is the goal more, You'll never, you'll never finally snap that chalk line. You'll never make the leap. You'll just because more is always the option. More is always there unless you get canned. Uh, but uh, that's a that's a different podcast. Um, so you always, you always have that. You always are chasing more, um, and so having understanding that at some point you have to give that up too. You have to give the quest for more financial up on the on the guarantee. You know, that's you stay, you stick around for W 2 because it's, it feels like a guarantee. It's an addiction, the W 2 income. Um, So you, you're giving that up for a bet on yourself and the chance maybe to make, maybe to make way more, but, but the guarantee of having your time back. That is the trade. Now you're not, now you're not spending your time to make money. You're giving up your guarantee of money to have your time back. And um, when that becomes interesting enough, we should talk.
1: I think that's the perfect way to uh, to wrap up that episode, Lon. That's a, that's a really nice synopsis of the entire process and sort of where financials fit in that, obviously, which was really the, the thing we want to, to chat about today. But uh, this doesn't end what Lon works on. You mentioned a lot, Lon. There's a lot more uh, avenues and pathways for people to learn more, to to explore more, to be inspired more, um, to to just talk more. Uh, and, and you offer a lot of different avenues for that. Why don't you share with some folks out there who maybe don't know how it is they can they can get more of this conversation and how it is they can get more curious about what it is that they maybe want to do. Oh man, super cool.
0: So probably the best place to go is normal40.com. Uh, you can find these podcasts there. But uh, I, I also just put out a planner. Look, it's not a moneymaker for me, man. It's just a planner that I use to help get clarity on what do I want? That is the purpose of the planner. The planner is 80%. Hey, th- I'm going to use this. I mean, I need a planner for my day anyway, because I'm a busy executive. And 20% just catching you in the act of what am I daydreaming about? Did I feel successful? What's the stuff I need to just kill? I need to be done with it. I need to hand it off. What are those things? And how does it make me feel during the day? Anyway, it's a, it's a great tool. It worked wonders for me. And, it, and my whole driver behind that is it should take you less than 10 minutes, 10 minutes a day in that planner to one, get organized on the stuff you have to get done, but also to catch yourself just thinking about, Hey, what, what was I daydreaming about that meeting? What was I, what was I thinking about? What was, what were my, what were my gifts that I I, uh, was wishing I could have used a little bit more? Anyway, you can find that on my website. You can, you can uh, buy it there. Obviously this podcast, man, it is so helpful. It's so cool. You know, this isn't a big podcast. It gets a lot of listens. And um, you know, a lot of the dudes who listen can't leave their DNA. They can't leave it on LinkedIn. They can't leave it on the podcast, but man, if you're in a place to at least give this a rating, uh, hopefully a, you know, five-star rating that that's super helpful to us. And if you're in a position to say, Holy cow, this podcast actually impacted me and I stopped and I listened to it. And here's two reasons why, man, that stuff is is super helpful. Um, and you can find me of course on, on LinkedIn. And I got to tell you, Adam, I'm, I've got some things up my sleeve that are, that I'm going to be rolling out in 2023 that I'm, I'm actually in Hawaii working on. Um, and you won't, nobody's going to see them right away, but man, I got to, I got to be more than just one guy. I'm, I've decided. So I'm, I'm working on things to figure out how I can multiply myself and, uh, and help even more and more people. And it's going to be, and I'm not going to um, minimize the image of normal 40, man. Nothing's more precious than, than the audience we're building. I just think it's a tremendous audience. And I, I love hearing from you Lon at normal 40. If you ever want to just shoot me an email.
1: Can make sure you uh, you take notice of all those different uh, avenues, pathways to stay connected with Lon. Uh, if you're listening to this via pod, do us a favor as well. If you're going to subscribe, we'd love you to do that. Hit the little button says subscribe. Anytime we drop one of these in your feed, you will get it automatically. And do me one big favor. If you listen to this and you like what we did, and I hope that you did, and if not, tell us, by the way, so we can make sure we do it better next time. If you like what we did, I need you to tell one friend. Go find one person out there that you think would do. Would benefit from hearing something like this just just one friend one time give them this information let them give it a listen and uh, and again we always welcome your feedback you can you can find us on LinkedIn obviously uh, and we uh, we always love and appreciate when folks reach out and share more about uh, about other feelings about what we're working on so please don't be shy lon and i are not shy but we're going to wrap up this edition i'm going to get lon back to the beach and enjoying the rest of his uh the rest of his stay there in hawaii but we appreciate everybody for listening thank you for showing up we ask you to keep showing up on all these different platforms all these different places and we will catch you on the other side